Yeah, Mr. Lovejoy, it was good. I'll call Buddy and set up a meeting. All right, no, no, who's Buddy? Lufkin, his agent. Karen knows him. But you are interested. Yeah, I'm intrigued. You know what might help you if you take another look at the cyclone? Mm. The way a visual fabric is maintained while the metaphor plays on different levels. Ah, ah. Hey, Chili, is this your ride? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to sit up high, check everything out. I mean, it is the Cadillac of minivans. Oh. Yeah, check this out. You mind if I take it for a spin? <laughs> this week on the podcast, make a movie with Harry Zim, go visit the dry cleaner's wife, and drive it. Oldsmobile Silhouette. It's a Cadillac of minivans. The Cadillac of minivans. Yeah, that's right. We're, this week we're talking about Get Shorty on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. I'm Jason Martin. I'm Paul Conlon. Yeah, and the uh, <clears throat> movie opens up. Uh, it's in Miami, and everyone's talking about how it's very cold for Miami. And uh, said so it's going to get down to 34 degrees tonight. And uh, that's... I don't think that's even, that's kind of ridiculous for Miami. <laughs> I think that was the high here a couple of weeks ago. Right, right. That's uh, and uh, uh, and uh, Chili, uh, who's John Travolta's character, is uh, talking about wanting to open up in a theater, um, uh, play some uh, some Cagney Cagney movie, um, and uh, when he's talking about this, uh, you know, they're talking about Cagney gangster movies, right? Right, and you look over and this is intentional. Um, there's a shot of some guys sitting at the table and one guy is laughing and he looks a lot like Ray Liotta and exactly in the good, in Goodfellas. Like he's laughing just the way Ray Liotta laughed in Goodfellas. This big over the top laugh. Right. Right. Intentionally. Um, they don't make a big deal about it, but it's definitely what they were doing there. Um, and, uh, so this movie is a very, <laughs> Uh, probably one of the most, uh, maybe the most meta movies on the whole list, maybe, you know, because it's all about inside jokes. Inside and, jokes, making movies. Yeah, and, uh, you know. and uh, A movie about making movies? Right. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, you get the the uh, introduction to Ray Barbone um, and uh, the, uh, um, God, I'm blanking on his name right now, uh, the great... Uh, What's his name? And Snatch. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, um, Dennis Farina. Dennis, Dennis Farina, Farina, yeah. Um, you get an introduction to him and his character. Um, and uh, uh, Chili Palmer goes to the coat check and uh, he's looking for his coat. And uh, he said it's a black leather jacket like Pacino wore in Serpico. So another movie reference there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the guy says Ray Bone Ray Bones took his coat, which is uh, Dennis Farina's Dennis Farina's character Ray Barboni. Um, they like it, basically he didn't his coat wasn't there, so he just took it or something. Um, and uh, Chili Palmer says I have my keys, my car keys in it. Um, so then uh, Chili goes and visits uh, Ray Barbone, and uh -huh. he opens the door. As soon as he opens the door, he punches him right in the nose and takes his coat. Um, and, uh, 
and uh, Bones comes into um, well, he comes into Bones's office um, and uh, shoots him on the top of his head. Basically, like skims his hair, skims his scalp. Basically, yeah. Um, the uh, the bar the barbers are going. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a uh, here's another huge movie reference, another gangster movie too. Um, uh, someone's talking to Alex Rocco on the phone, and he's laying down with his glasses on, getting a massage. Hmm, what is this yeah. familiar? Yeah. Um, exactly like he has, a, just like in The Godfather, he's laying there, he's, he's naked, but he has a towel over his butt, exactly like Godfather. Uh, he doesn't get sh- shot through the eye though in this scene, like he didn't know. Thank goodness, yeah, but um. It's exactly like an already a second uh, gangster movie reference in the first nine or ten minutes of the movie, probably. Um, and uh, everyone's talking about Momo, who's like the boss, or basically, the boss basically. And uh, Momo, you see Momo walking up the stairs, breathing hard, um, and uh, he's obviously very out of shape. He's breathing really hard, and he walks into his apartment, and it's a surprise party. What's in his apartment? Because he said this place he's never been before. He asked the driver, "You sure this place is safe?" I've never been here before. Because oh, it's, it's fine, boss. Oh yeah. And the yeah, way they right. brought bring him up, they expect maybe he's going to get hit. Maybe he's he's in the middle of something that maybe he shouldn't be at. Why yeah. is he there alone? Mm-hmm. He opens the door. Surprise! Yeah. Happy sixty fifth birthday. Yeah. And, and then big surprise, Momo yeah. has a heart attack. Yeah, he has a heart attack, falls face first, and then boom, the title card comes up. With that great uh, music they have in this movie, that great kind of, uh, I don't know, jazzy, whatever it is, soundtrack they have. Um, and the title card for the movie and all the credits. Um, and uh, and then the next scene we get, uh, they're in the barbershop with uh, Chili and... Uh, um, is it Ronnie? Yeah. Ronnie, is that his name? Yeah. Um, but uh, Ronnie's saying he's never going to sleep again because he read that people... Most people die in bed, so he's never going <laughs> to sleep again. Uh, he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I sleep in a recliner, a couch, you know, um, chair. I just can't. I'm just not going to sleep sleep in bed again. So, Yeah, this was Tommy, Tommy Carlo. Okay. Ronnie was uh, Bo's buddy. Okay. Okay. Bo's stupid buddy. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then in the barbershop, uh, Ray Bones walks in with his bodyguard, and uh, I love this. Chili, Chili's talking to his bodyguard. They obviously you know realize they know each other from a long time ago. He's like, "Come on, you can do better than him." He's like, "Not these days, unless you speak Spanish." You know, <laughs> such a great, such a great line that lets you know really the tone of this movie is it's never going to be too serious. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and uh, Ray Bones says the. Uh, he says uh, he uses EG, and uh, he's like, I, I think I, I think he meant to me say IE. He's like, it's like EG IE. Fuck you. Um, so he's using uh, yeah using it wrong basically, you know. Um, and uh, they t- they tell they talk about the uh, he has to go collect money. Chili um, <clears throat> goes to see the dry cleaner's wife and uh, asking, did he have life insurance? Um, the uh, basically the the thing is that um, I don't remember if this is later on when they actually tell. Okay, later on, it's it's a little bit later on when they tell the story about what happened with the track leader. Um, 
And she basically says, I don't, if he did, I don't know about it. Um, now, Chili's in Vegas talking to a character named Dick Allen, but the actor he's talking to, Bobby Slayton. I love Bobby Slayton. He's a great comedian. He's uh, he's just one of these uh, older comedians that, you know, podcasts I listen to, younger comedians really love him. He's just that that very, very raspy, you know, voice. Um, he's got the voice. Yeah. He's got and, the timing. He played in, uh, I know he was in the Rat Pack movie. He played, I uh, can't remember now. Might have been Joey Bishop, I think, but he's. I can see him playing Joey Bishop. Yeah, I think it was Joey Bishop that he played. Uh, he's a great, used to hear him a lot on Sirius XM comedy when I used to listen to that. He was, he's great. Um, and, uh, but Dick Allen's looking for uh, Leo. He says he's a movie producer, owes us 150000 uh, Harry Zim. And that's who they're looking for, is Harry Zim. And, uh, you know, he ends up having to uh, get a rental car because uh, he couldn't find his car keys or whatever. Or, or no, it's because he's in, he's in Vegas. Yeah. Flew in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he didn't, it was a, the car. He didn't want a car. He ended up getting the cat. The, he goes, Where's my Cadillac? Yeah. This is all we got. You want me, you want to take you back? Yeah. Get the Cadillac and minivans. Yeah. The Oldsmobile Silhouettes, Cadillac and minivans, which I remember a few years after this movie. When they do the the trivia in theaters, I remember seeing that that line <clears> in this movie being "It's the Cadillac of minivans." Um, and uh, what good product placement? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm sure because uh, it comes up again later in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does. Um, and uh, next, you see uh, Harry and Harry Zim, who is Gene Hackman's character, and uh, Karen. Um, um, who's Renee Russo's character. Uh, they're in bed and uh, they hear the TV playing and she's saying, you left the TV on. And he's like, I didn't, I didn't leave it on. Um, so I realized someone's in a house and uh, Harry walks downstairs and uh, Letterman's on the uh, Letterman's on the TV. Um, and at the time, this is maybe came out in 95. Letterman is joking with Paul Schaefer talking about, how many channels he gets. And he's like, I got 2,800 different channels. And at the time that was a ridiculous amount, but there really are probably 2,800 different channels now um, between the different uh, cable channels and all the uh, different uh, Pluto TV, stuff like that. Yeah. There literally are probably more than 2,800 different channels now. Um, and then you see Chili watching TV. And uh, so Chili and uh, Harry are talking to each other. Um, and uh, basically, they're talking about, uh, um, well, I mean, Chili's there to collect the money, basically, from Harry. But Chili's telling him how he wants to, you know. Produce movies. Wants to produce movies, yeah. Um, and uh, Karen comes downstairs, and Harry and Chili are just talking. And, you know, she thinks it's probably a little ridiculous that this guy broke into my house, and now they're having a conversation. Um and this is where Chili tells the story about Leo, the, the plane crash. Yeah. Yes. Um, where uh, Leo, played by the great David Paymer, um, was um, was on a plane and they delayed the uh, takeoff. Um, and he didn't want to be in the crowded plane. So he went into, into the bar in the airport and was drinking and uh, missed that the the plane was taking off and it took off and it crashed as soon as it took off. So <clears throat> people thought he was on a plane. Everyone thought he was dead. 
he was collecting the uh, insurance money. Um, and uh, and then Karen says, you know, Karen says Harry doesn't realize it's a true story, you know, because, you know, she saw the news or whatever. And Karen says, for God's sakes, Harry, he's the Shylock. He's the, you know, he's the Shylock that's, you know, was out to collect. To collect from the uh, widow or whatever mm-hmm. happened, yeah, or or Leo if they find him. Um, and uh, we got next we're at the airport uh, with uh, um, Bo and Bear with his daughter. Uh, Bo played by Delroy Delroy Lindo and uh, Bear, who's James Gandolfini. Yep. And then he's aware with his little daughter. She's like I don't know four or five years old or whatever. Um, and uh, Bo. Uh, sits down. He's talking to Yayo. <laughs> I love that they gave him the name Yayo. Um, but uh, he's sitting down at the airport, and they show him how to spot an undercover cop. And he's talking about the bulge in, in his pants. You know, the where the gun, the ankle bulge, yeah, the ankle bulge uh, where they're hiding guns. And he looks at, he's like that guy's a cop. That guy's a cop. Um, and uh, <laughs> you see. Uh, uh, we meet uh, the next scene. We meet Ronnie, who's John Grease, Grease guys, who's been in so many things, but his most well known now is definitely Napoleon Dynamite. He played the uncle who talked about how he played football in high school, and he could probably throw that throw this football over that mountain there. You know, uh, he's been in so many things. Uh, um, he's also in a great episode of, of uh, Seinfeld where he played the. Uh, a uh, homeless guy when when Kramer and Newman were trying to attach Rick. They talked about attaching the rickshaws. rickshaws to the homeless. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, and he's got like a weird hairpiece on and stuff. <laughs> he basically Rob took takes steals a rickshaw. Um, and uh, so you have uh, Harry driving uh, and talking to Chili about his movies, and uh, he's saying how Martin Weir is interested, uh, who's played by Danny DeVito, uh, and. Uh, they drive by this uh, little cafe uh, where, where Martin Weir is there with his uh, girlfriend and uh, talking about how she likes to face a certain direction. So she has excuse to wear sunglasses and he, he likes to face a certain direction so he can see his billboard for his yeah. upcoming movie. Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Harry's M. I like this little joke here. Um, he said, I once asked this literary literary agent what kind of writing pays the most. He said, ransom notes. <laughs> um, uh, Chili tells Harry what to do during a meeting. Um, basically, you know. Shut up and to see nothing. Shut up. You know, leave the blinds closed so they can barely see you. You know, don't say anything. Um, you know. And then he completely ignores Don't it. introduce me. Right. I right. want the mystery. First thing he does is, this is my associate, Chili Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. And then John Foles like, he's like, what dumb fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the, uh, and you have, uh, after that, you have Chili waiting in Leo's hotel room and uh, Chili's already found the money. And, uh, he basically says, I'm taking, I'm taking most of it, but I'm borrowing some of it. Yeah. And he's trying to walk him through the logic. Uh, uh, Leo's like, wait a minute, you're borrowing some of it? What's, what's going on? Um, 
and uh, you have Chili and Bo talking about uh, getting Martin Weir uh, for the movie. And uh, they talk, you know, they talk about, they mentioned, they just kind of casually mentioned gun to his head. And I'm like, I wonder if that would work. Like, <laughs> just put a gun to his head and force him to do the movie. Um, it probably would not work. Yeah. Probably. Right. Right. Um, and uh, you have uh, Chili in the, in the theater. Uh, he, earlier, he, invent, he invited Karen to go. He's like, you want to go uh, watch Touch of Evil? Have a... Uh, Watch uh, Charlton Heston play a Mexican, you know, which is pretty funny. But yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm playing a Mexican, um, and uh, Karen watches uh, Chili. Chili doesn't know he, she's there, but watches him mouth the words, like <clears throat> seeing basically showing how much he loves movies, old movies, and he loves movies in general. Like, um, and uh, they're talking after. And Orson Welles didn't want to do it, but the studio had a contract. Sometimes you do your best work. When you got a gun to your head, so, um, and uh, you have uh, you're back in the airport. Yayo staring at the locker because I didn't mention, but they had Yayo had to. Uh, basically, they said, "Yeah, you can have the money. You just go get it, get it out of this locker." And all these but he's in there paranoid. He's right. everywhere he looks. Someone's right. got a bald around. Right, he sees a little girl with a like a four year old girl, like she's got a bald in her, like a gun in her. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you can have it. You just gotta get it out of this locker. Um and uh and he's looking, seeing everyone has he thinks everyone has a gun. Um and he finally books it and runs back to Bo mm -hmm. and says, uh, I want my money. Because we can go get a no 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 no. Too many cops are riding. Mm -hmm. Give me my money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um you have um um I like how Bo, uh Del Del Roy Lindo keeps calling him Yahoo intentionally mispronouncing his name. Um, and uh, this is where, uh, back at his house, this is where Bo shoot, shoots Yeo. Uh, he goes over the railing, and he, uh, Bo mentions maybe Bear can fix it to fail. Basically, can take the screws out so someone can, you know, it can look like an accident, basically. Look like an accident. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> That's where uh, you have Chili go to uh, uh, at Martin's house, mm -hmm. and um, he meets his girlfriend and everything. And uh, they're talking about Chili is, um, you know, talk about wanting him for his movie. Um, but uh, Martin Weir, who's Danny DeVito's character, is, you know, he's trying to have a certain look for the uh, for the gangster, like a certain look in his eye, and it's kind of kind of bullshit, you know. <laughs> It's like he goes through the line a couple of different times, right? Uh, apparently, Sonnefeld just put the camera on and let him run. Yeah, and he didn't know what he was going to do and all that stuff, so he just ran for a while and, and then used the best parts of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know, it's kind of bullshit, kind of chilly, kind of just uh, sort of fucking with him or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and uh, uh, Bo and Bear uh, have lunch with Harry, uh, they're talking about wanting to do the movie together. Um, and this is where, again, where it gets mentioned. Uh, it's a Cadillac of minivans, which I think is the time where, uh, where Chili, uh, Martin Weir, he's talking to Martin Weir. He's like, hey, you, you want to borrow it? You should try it. It's a Cadillac of minivans. And he's all into it. And, and it's funny that later on, Martin just shows up in one. Yeah. 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 He's driving one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And there's a scene here where uh, Bo and Bear and Chili are all at the same place, and uh, he throws Bear down the stairs, and because he's a stuntman, he's, he's like, "That's you're not- a stuntman, yeah, right, yeah, yeah." It's not, it's not bad for a guy your size, yeah. That's not bad, you know. Um, and uh, you have Doris visiting Harry, which is Bette Miller, uncredited. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah, great. It was great seeing her in here. I'd forgotten she was in this. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's great seeing her in here, and she's all. You know, wanting to have sex with uh, with Harry and whatever. Um, and uh, I can't remember. She says she was. I can't remember now. She was Murray's wife. I can't remember now who Murray is. But uh, Murray wrote Mr. Lovejoy. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. He's the one that wrote the uh, Mr. Lovejoy. And she's the one that has the rights to the script. Oh, yeah, yeah. She wants a lot of money mm-hmm. for a good script. Mm-hmm. And Harry, of course, wanted, wants to get it on cheap. Yeah. She knows better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, Harry called, uh, Ray Barboni, uh, Harry's all confident now, cocky saying, this is the one telling you how it is. Uh, do you want your 300 grand? So Ray Barboni has no idea who this guy is. And basically he's being, you know, he's being a prick to him. Like, uh, yeah. and, uh, but he tells him the money's here in LA. Come get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, when uh, the next scene at the airport, um, the song playing is the song Green Onions, which will come up in a very uh, soon future episode. Will come into play for sure. I think it's in uh, the next four or five movies we're going to be looking at in every single movie. Right. I don't know. Uh, well, you'll you'll know you know when we talk about it, but very soon. Um, uh, it's it's a, if you don't know what Green Onions is, yes, you do. Uh, you just don't know the title of it because it's, it's an instrumental, instrumental, like 1962-63, very organ-heavy, you know, like, but anyway, it's a song that everybody knows, but they don't know they know it, you know, right. kind of thing. Uh, and uh, now Chili uh, talks to some guy at the airport gift shop. Uh, he gets a guy to put the bag in C-17. Uh, which is right next to C18, which is the, where, the, where the money is. Um, and and then Chili goes over and starts to open C18, but his body's covering it, and he actually goes to C17 instead, and the cops converge on him and question him. Of course, he's got, he's got nothing, nothing important, you know, um, but basically to see what would happen. Right. You know? um, and the... Uh, uh, Mr. Barbone gets to the airport, um, and I know the guy, the limo driver, holding the sign up. I think he misspells his name or something. It pisses him off. Mr. Barbones. Yeah, seeing uh, Dennis Freno, seeing him pissed off is like one of the funniest things in movie history. Just <laughs> his attitude, which is pretty much the same as Snatch, is like exactly the same, really. Um, but seeing him pissed he pretty off, pretty much just plays himself. Right, right. Yeah. He does. He does. <clears throat> um, and uh, you have uh, Bear and Chili uh, talking about stuntman stuff. They get in a little fight, and then they end up talking about uh, different stuntman like stuff, like how many movies you've been in. I think he says seventy or something like that. Um, and uh, uh, Ray visits Harry, um, and uh, Ray beats up Harry. Um, he's got his foot on his head on the ground, asking, him, "Where's my money?" Um, and Ray kills Ronnie, which is we talk about John Grease, yes. Grease character, um, and 
asks Harry to shoot Ronnie too, basically to to prove that you shot a gun. Like, um, so he wants to look like he he killed Ronnie. Um, so there'll be powder burns on his hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're back at uh, Bo's house, and uh, Bo has Ferris on his lap, which is Bear's little girl. And uh, you know, Bo's being nice to him, but I've nice to the girl, but obviously threatening Bear. Like yeah. basically, you do what I, I say, or I'm gonna hurt your daughter. Um, and Bear gives in to Bo because of that. Um, and you have a meeting here with uh, you have Chili, Karen, Martin, and Harry all at the restaurant. This scene, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, Gene Hackman's got his uh, neck brace and his yeah. everything brace. He shows up because it's his meeting. He's got to be there. Right. He can only eat through through a straw, you know, because. And this is the scene I mentioned earlier where uh, Martin Weir character just drives up in the, the minivan. Mm-hmm. Like out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Chili Palmer had it. He liked it. He went and bought one. He mm-hmm. just shows up in one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then he uh, he orders for everybody. And, and she Karen says, he's going to do this. He's this and this and this. Yeah. And he does all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. Right. And the. Uh, and Martin, Martin Weir, um, you know, it's this thing. He's ordered, he orders for the whole table. Yes. And like so three seconds did. later, he leaves, yes. you know. And then all this, this goofy food comes right. out and they're like. It's like super like vegan, whatever bullshit like nobody wants. And tomatoes right. and such. Right. And, uh, and he's got to, they're talking about how he's got to order a special menu. They can't, he can't yeah. order. It's got to be something not on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. And he orders all this stuff and it's just gone anyway. <laughs> I, I never experienced anything quite like that when mm-hmm. I was out there, but uh, mm-hmm. but there's definitely some especially stuff asked for. Yeah, uh, from 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 our crew. From yeah, us, you know, um, I want this, 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 and yeah. I, I think they were a little pushing the envelope to see what happened. Yeah, you know, on, on the TV show, uh, you asked for it, they do their best to get it for you. Yeah. Yeah, and they've nearly got an unlimited budget, but it's not so much unlimited as that. No matter what you're going to ask for, yeah. it's going to be covered. Right, right. Well, I know that, uh, and I'm sure I've told you that before, this before, but I haven't told it on the podcast probably. Like when I worked at one of the Domino's, I worked at one in Lilburn, they were filming at Stone Mountain. Uh, the uh, Robin Williams, like, might have been his last movie, actually, Merry Friggin' Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel McHale's in it too. And, it was, I've seen it. It's not good. It's a Christmas movie. Merry friggin' Christmas. And the Stone Mountain Dominoes closed an hour earlier than us. So they had to order from us to come pick it up like last minute because it was like it was like 1130. And they ordered like 20 pizzas or something. And but like half of them were veggies because, you know, <laughs> it's a Hollywood crew. They're going to, you know, whatever. It's more, more, more. Believe it or not, it has more to do with. Exactly, it was to eat healthy mm-hmm. because they're going to be getting all this stuff all the time anyway. Right, right. And everyone really does try to not gorge mm-hmm. themselves on right. the chips and the cookies and all that stuff because yeah. they could do that all day long and just blow up. Yeah. And yeah. that's true of actors, yeah. uh, crew, sound people, anyone. Everyone knows all the stuff is available. Yeah. But if they just gorge themselves, they're going to be too sick after a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, but that was, you know, I made a pizza that Robin Williams ate, yeah. supposedly. In theory, he might have. He may not have. But Angel McHale, it's, yeah. since we talk about community every episode. <laughs> I ate with 
the crew all the time. We all yeah. just kind of ate together. We all had the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't like separate food for the crew, separate mm-hmm. food for the on, on camera people. Mm-hmm. I was always like, okay, we're going to go to this place. What do you want? You know, mm-hmm. and here's a menu. And that would be happening hours in advance because mm-hmm. they'd have to plan the meals. Yeah. Um, and if it was uh, specific items where you could order off the menu, you do that. Otherwise, sometimes they just order bulk food from a given restaurant. We're going to have X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. They'll have two or three different proteins, a couple, mm-hmm. four or five different veggies. And you do like a, uh, a buffet type thing where you go get the plate you want and sit down and eat with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, we've got the, uh, the next scene, uh, Chili and Karen are in bed now in her bed and, uh, someone's downstairs, TV is on and Bo is sitting there. Uh, and Rio Bravo is on TV, but it pisses Chili off a little bit cause he mixes up, uh, the wrong John Wayne movie or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and then Karen, uh, uh, does her movie screen when, or scream when, cause she was famous for horror movies, basically, you know, her famous scream. And uh, when Bo shoots uh, and Bo sh- kidnaps Karen and we get the, uh, um, so basically uh, Chili uh, gets to Bo's house with the money to basically uh, to get Karen back. Um, now Bear and Chili uh, set up for Bo to go over the ledge. Um, um, they basically remove the screws or whatever. Um, Bear catches Chili because Chili would have died too, which I don't know how good their plan was if Chili was going to die in too. That <clears throat> Bo and Bear set up for yeah. Chili to go over. <clears throat> I never quite got that. I Maybe it was that, just Bear. I thought Bear oh, and yeah. Chili set up for Bo to go over. Oh, that's what Bo said. No, no. no. Isn't that what I said? You said uh, Bo and Bear set up for Chili. Oh, no. I, was, I said it wrong. No, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Bear and Chili uh, set up for Bo to go over the ledge. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And we'll be back right after this. Cut straight hair and hair, just bangs. <laughs> hey, Bones. That's quite a scar you got in your head. Why don't you have these guys fit you for a rug? Cover it up for you. Hmm? You two geezers take your gape to the park. This man is the man. You understand what I'm saying, motherfucker? He's Mr. Bones. And you speak to Mr. Bones from now on. Come on, you can do better than him, can't you? Not these days, not unless you speak Spanish. You got a miss, Leo DeVoe, he's six weeks over. He's dead. How do you know he's dead? Did he tell you? Yeah, he told me that he was dead. Personally? Yeah, Ray, he personally told me that he got killed in that getaway jet crash that happened a month ago. Well, maybe he took out some flight insurance. Go check with his wife. You check it out. It's your book now. He owns some dry cleaning store over on Federal Highway. Let me explain something to you. Bobo is dead, which means that everything he had now belongs to Jimmy Cap, including you, which also means that when I speak, I speak for Jimmy. E.g., from now on, you start showing me the proper fucking respect. E.g. means, for example, what I think you want to say is I.E. Bullshit, it's short for ergo. Ask your man. The best of my knowledge, E.g. means, for example, E-G-I-E, fuck you. The point is this, is that when I say jump, you say okay, okay? Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Now, you owe me the dry cleaners 15 Gs plus the juice, which is another... $2,700. 
Now, you either get it from his wife or out of your own pocket. I don't give a fuck, but you never hand me a book with a miss. We are back here on the podcast talking about the movie Get Shorty. I should clarify, just so you know, it is the movie Get Shorty, not the TV show, which is a great TV show. Um, Originally on Epic's channel, but it's also all available on Amazon Prime. And it's like 27 episodes, every episode without commercials. There's no commercials. Isn't the star of that TV show Ray Barboni? Oh, I'm sorry. Ray Romano, yes. Ray Romano, no, no. Um, He basically sort of plays the Gene Hackman role. It's not an exact thing, except that basically it's a it's a collection agent for the for the mob who has a love of movies and wants to get in produce movies. So it's not exactly the Gene Hackman. So role, who plays the uh, Chili Palmer type? Yeah. Uh, Chris O'Dowd. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's great. Um, you know, bridesmaids and the original mm-hmm. IT crowd. And, yeah, uh, he does a great job. And he, you know, he's just his normal accent, Irish accent. You know. Um, it's really his partner is has a partner he collects stuff with too, and his partner is a is a devout Mormon, so there's a lot of funny storylines there too. So he literally, you know, is single and abides by the Mormon faith. So there's a lot of funny storylines there, even though he's a killer for the mob. You know, he's a devout Mormon, so there's a lot of good storylines there too. Lots of great, uh, like this movie, a lot of making fun of Hollywood. That's you know pretty much what this movie does. Um, but highly recommend it. Every episode is nearly an hour with no commercials. So it's, it's a lot of content there. Um, so this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 88 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's actually better than I thought it would be. Not that this movie isn't respected, but that's better than I thought. It did seem to uh, <clears throat> fall under the radar and be compared unfavorably to Pulp Fiction because yes. of Travolta. It's a good movie. Myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And if you like movies and the way movies are made, this has so much inside joke. Yes. Inside reference, meta reference. It is just yeah, thrilling to watch it through it, looking for this, that, and the other yeah. going on. Yeah. It's like the prequel to almost like community, like being a super, super meta TV show. This is a super meta uh, movie. And... Um, the budget on this movie, uh, $30 million, um, fairly high for a you know, comedy, but you know, you got the cast you have in here. Yes. I mean, and well, yes. you had the great Martin Weir, you got to pay some money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, box office, 115 million. So it did well. Not too bad. Five mm-hmm. times, five X. Yeah. And, uh, the adjusted box office adjusted for inflation, 196 million. Um, so, you know, it only went from 150 to 196 for adjusted 115 to 196. Yeah. 15. Oh, you said 115? I thought you said 150. No, 115. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was 150. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so, said five you know, it, it did well, but that's probably on the lower end uh, compared to what is compared to most of the movies on the list yeah. for the adjusted. And less than 200 million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it won a Golden Globe for Travolta for Best Actor. Um, uh, and for Golden Globes, it got nominations for Best Picture Screenplay. Uh, uh, no, nothing with the Oscars. Um, had a SAG uh, Screen Actors Guild nomination, outstanding performance for the whole cast. Very good. Yeah. Um, had a Grammy nominee for John Lurie. Um, there's a lot of a lot of good music in this. You know, it doesn't. You know, it's 
the jazzy whatever you want to score you want to, whatever yeah. besides green onions it's a lot of good original jazzy kind of music um and definitely has a the music has a i don't know a certain atmosphere it gives it a certain atmosphere definitely um, it's def- definitely uh unique compared to a lot of movies i think the music um and uh now this movie was released october 20th 1995 uh do you remember when you first saw the movie uh, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I probably saw it on HBO or Cinemax or someplace like that several mm-hmm. years later. Uh, <clears throat> and mostly because uh, the people were in it. Yeah. yeah. Travolta was on his re-up swing, so Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction really put him back out there, and then this movie came along right after it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say the two similar characters that he played differently. Mm-hmm. Uh <clears throat> Which is, in fact, I'll say that right now, two similar characters he played differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, you know, helped bring it back into the mainstream and the public eye. So mm-hmm. I think it was a very good one, too, for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I definitely remember seeing it in theaters. I couldn't wait to see this. Um, really? Why what did you really want to go out and see it in well, the theater? This is, this is a year after Pulp Fiction. Uh, this is Travolta again, of course. I've got to go see this. And, um, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily saw it. I probably didn't necessarily see it the open weekend, but it was pretty soon after. And I remember seeing it. I'm pretty sure I saw it. Uh, I think I saw it at Gwinnett Mall Theater, uh, which doesn't exist, has been closed for a long time. Gwinnett Mall in uh, Duluth, Georgia. Um, which is a fan of Stranger Things on Netflix. Right. right. Season two was filmed there. Right. Season two of uh, Stranger <clears throat> Things. Uh, the the Mall three, Food Court. Was it three, two, two, was two? Two. Two. Yeah, yeah. Mall food court uh, is that mall. They recreated it. I think it was season three. I can't remember now. Whatever the most recent season, I don't even remember now. (laughs) The one with the food court. Right. Ahoy. Right. Um, Yeah. That was uh, Gwinnett Place Mall. Um, And uh, so these are are movies that were in theaters at the time. Uh, The same day, uh, Mall Rats was released the same day. Uh, also in theaters at the time, you had The Prophecy, Empire Records, Canadian Bacon, Dead Presidents, Leaving Las Vegas, Powder, Vampire in Brooklyn, Ace Ventura 2, The American President, Casino, and Money Train. Wow. You know, I can't think of too many of those. I would have really wanted to go see in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have since seen Empire Records, which mm-hmm. I really like. Mall Rats, I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas, I believe I did see that in the theater when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, American President, I've seen. I might have seen that in the theater. Of the rest of them, I don't think I saw any of them, even Casino, uh, in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them were just, eh, I wasn't really interested in the yeah. movie. Casino at the time, for me, was Another rehash of right. similar themes, similar right. actors doing similar stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought I'd seen it all before. Yeah. I like it now. Yeah. But at the time, it was like, another one of these movies? You yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I saw Casino in the theaters, definitely, and loved it. And it is on my list. Um, I think. Well, I, what number is it? I don't know. Number one. <laughs> number one. I don't remember nah. that. No. Nah. Um, but the uh, I saw I think I saw the prophecy in theaters, not that necessarily like one and two, but I think I at the time I think I had a roommate who wanted to see it. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like fun, and that's a Christopher Walken, uh, yeah. something scary, something to do with the devil or something. I can't remember now, but I saw it in theaters, but it wasn't like a movie that I really wanted to necessarily see in theaters. Um, 
and uh, there's some pretty good movie uh, movies on. I've seen Money Train finally several years ago, and uh, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn is one of the probably terrible Eddie Murphy movies that tried to ruin his career. <laughs> uh, and uh, Canadian Bacon, I've seen. Uh, you ever seen that one? It's on, on cable. It's like it's got a bunch of people in it. I know. I've I think seen John Candy's in it, and maybe Ray Perlman, and but it's like. Supposedly, like I can't remember now. Canada's wanting to go to war with the U.S. Mm. or something like that. It's a, it's a whatever. It's about once on yeah. cable, many, many. Yeah, there's a reason why people don't talk about <clears throat> it. It's I don't think it's that good, probably. But um, so of these movies, which one have you seen the most, including Get Shorty? Um, probably actually Empire Records. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't see it in the theater, but since then because of the. The style of movie, I actually like that kind of style of movie. The, yeah. the vignettes, all the people roaming around, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and you know all the young actors that were in at the time. Yeah, that were some were known, some weren't known, and now nearly all of them are well known. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I forgot to Ace Ventura too. I did. I saw it in theaters too. I didn't see it in theaters, but Get Shorty is the one I've seen the most, um, for sure. Uh, Casino would be second. Casino, I probably would have watched more, but you know, it's also very long movie so you know um but yeah i definitely get shorty in that um so a director in the movie barry sonnenfeld um who we've already talked about because he was a cinematographer on raising arizona yeah. um and uh, uh several uh, uh coen brothers movies uh early ones um now i remember uh barry sonnenfeld was on mark maron's podcast i don't know months ago and he was talking about Get Shorty, and he originally wanted uh, Warren Beatty to play the Chili Palmer role. And I remember he said they had a meeting like at an airport or something, and they met talking about it. And Warren Beatty basically tells him, I'm too good looking to play this role. <laughs> Which maybe he is, you know? I don't know. Maybe he is. But anyway, uh, Warren Beatty, he wanted Warren Beatty. He said, I'm too good looking to take this role. Um so Barry Sonnenfeld uh, also, besides this movie, also directed both uh, Adams Family movies, which are still considered great movies. Um, they were great at the time and still considered great movies. Uh, a little movie called Men in Black, you probably heard of. I heard of that one. Including with Men in Black 2 and 3. Uh, he also did Wild Wild West, unfortunately. Um, he was the only producer on that. Let me go. I'm going to read you some of his cinematographer mm-hmm. credits. Misery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miller's Crossing. Mm-hmm. When Harry Met Sally. Uh-huh. Big. Big. Throw Mama from the Train. Uh-huh. Three O'Clock High, one of my favorite little movies. Mm-hmm. Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of stuff. Blood Simple. Blood Simple's there. Okay. Do you have the uh, music video that he directed, which is a pretty... Uh, the Clash, Rock the Casbah. Rock the Casbah. Clash's most famous song. Not, not, no one would say their best song, probably, but their most famous song, certainly. It's a Clash song that everybody knows. Um, yeah. So he had a pretty good career there. And actually, you know, he was, um, Barry Sonnenfeld was um, was scheduled to give a uh, talk. Um, and I was going to go to this, uh, uh, this girl that I know from a Facebook group from other podcasts. Uh, he was supposed to give a talk at the Atlanta Jewish Center. I think it might have been like, might have been early March or mid-March and got canceled because of uh, Corona. And I was uh, probably going to go to that. He was going to give a talk, like whatever. If he comes back around, let me know. I would love to see. Yeah, that. yeah. I was, I was planning on going to that. It was like a 
It was just like, a, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, he was supposed to do that. And then, it, like, everything got canceled because of Corona. Did you mention Adam's Family? Yes, both uh, Adam's Family. The, which, Mike J. Fox movie for Love or Money? Didn't mention that one, no. no. Uh, the, Men in, the Men in Black. Uh, mm-hmm. the Tick, he works on the Tick TV show, the original mm-hmm. one. Okay. First one, I should say. The one with uh, Putty? Yes. <laughs> and uh, Pushing Daisies, one of my favorite shows. Okay. A couple episodes on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, more recently for a TV series, a series of unfortunate events, the one TV series with uh, Neil, Pat- Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, the one with Neil Patrick. Oh, right, right. TV series. Okay. Um, now, the, this, the it's based on the original script by Elmore Leonard. Leonard. Uh, a few of his stories have been made into some big movies. Uh, Rum Punch was turned into Jackie Brown by yes. Quentin yeah. Tarantino. Uh-huh. Uh, Out of Sight. Out of Sight. Yeah. Uh, he's got one ombre, and I wrote it down. I can't remember now what that is, but it's. Um, and then he also has three ten to Yuma, and the TV show Justified was based on his. Uh, yes. So you're you, you read things. So the other stuff you can talk about Elmore Leonard. Uh, he is an excellent novelist. Mm-hmm. Read his books. You can mm-hmm. hear his characters talking in your head mm-hmm. as if they're standing up in front of you. He has. Knack for getting the voice and the vernacular of the person inside your head. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the tagline for this movie is drug smuggling, racketeering, loan sharking. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. So it's a pretty good tagline. Um, and uh, I want to mention uh, Martin Ferrero, uh, who plays, uh, I can't remember his friend in the barbershop. Tommy. Really? Tommy yeah. Uh, he is in uh, three of my top 100 movies. Uh, we've already talked about, he was in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He played the uh, the hotel clerk who they offered a really nice watch. Yes. Um, and he's in Jurassic Park. <coughs> he's the guy that's in the outhouse when the dinosaur steps on the outhouse and kills him. So he's in three of my favorite movies. Uh, he's a pretty good character actor. Um, but the uh, Steve Park Award on this movie and the Steve Park Award, I, should, I shouldn't just mention that. I should probably explain it because it's not uh, certainly not obvious. Uh, Steve Park uh, was in four, already four of my uh, favorite movies. Um, his name first came up because he's married uh, to, uh, I can't remember her name, Kelly Caulfield, who was uh, who played the wife of Timothy Busfield in Field of Dreams. And he's just, he's her wife. He wasn't in the movie. But he played the shop, the Korean store owner in Quick Change, and the Korean store owner in Do the Right Thing, and uh, he also was the Japanese cop in Falling Down, yes. and he was a Japanese guy or whatever in Fargo, where uh, where Francis McDormand has lunch with him and yes. he hits on her and he talks about he, how his he, wife that died. That is so awkward. His wife died of leukemia. And then he hits on her, and she's clearly very pregnant too. And uh, so that's so the Steve Park Award goes to somebody who's definitely usually a lesser known person, usually who's in other movies. I do this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention David Pamer, who plays Leo the dry cleaner. Um, I don't think he's actually been in any of the movies we've done yet, but he will be. Um, Is payback on your list? One of my favorite. No, movies. no, it's not. Oh, that's a good um, movie. But David Pamer, uh, because he's in Quiz Show, and he plays one of the uh, TV executives, a very sleazy. He's great. He does 
sleazy and nerdy and lots of quirky right just so well you right just go from one to the other yeah yeah um he's he's he, i just love him he's great uh, he's great in quiz show um and uh there's a little story here nothing to do with this movie necessarily except that uh have you seen the uh the the newer version when i talk newer i'm talking 10 or 15 years ago of taking pelham one two three with travolta right with travolta yeah. right yeah um do you remember who plays the mayor in the movie? I do not. James Gandolfini plays the mayor. I knew who was in the movie. I can remember right. Party. Okay. Well, it's such a such a funny line because Travolta is talking to Gandolfini, and Gandolfini's the mayor, and he's Travolta's fucking with him basically because he's trying to get him to admit if he's a Yankees or a Mets fan, and because he's the mayor of New York, he can't. <laughs> He can't. He can't admit that he's either one. He can't commit to one over the right, other. Right, right. It's so great. He's just fucking with him. Um, and uh, so the Bechdel test on this movie. Um, <clears throat> so we have Karen. <coughs> we have Karen. Karen Flores. We have Martin uh, Weir's girlfriend, Nikki. Yeah. I only know Nikki, but Travolta knows her. Right. We have the dry cleaner's wife. Yeah. Uh, we get a full name for her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we have uh, the late author of Mr. Lovejoy's name. I can't remember. Bette Miller mm-hmm. plays his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doris, I think her name is. Yeah. <clears throat> now, interactive. I don't think these four female interact with each other at all. No. In any way, shape, or form. No, they don't. So there's not a passing of the test yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the Bechdel test, yeah, fails. Yeah. As I I've pretty much expected to be <laughs> on this movie. Um so the uh so we can get back to talking about the uh the rest of the movie here. Um we have uh um let's see now Chili goes to Bo's house with money, and uh, this is this is where they already uh, Bo died. He went over the ledge. Um, uh, Bear uh, took the bolts out of the uh, yeah. the rails, whatever. Um, and Chili's hotel room. Ray Bones is there, and uh, Ray Bones uh, takes the key from Chili's pocket. Um, basically, he uh, you know Chili's like, yeah, the money's at the airport. It's in this locker. <laughs> Sure, go ahead. Um, and then Ray goes to the airport, uh, walks to the locker, um, puts the key in, and um, um, you see him. You see Dennis Faria, Farina put the key in, and then the same hairdo, same hair color, and turned around, and it's Harvey Keitel. Because you hear uh, Martin Weir's voice. Yeah. Yelling something at him. Yeah. And he points a gun at him and the gun falls apart. Right, right, right. And uh, so you realize they're already filming the movie yeah. of the story. And Harvey could tell who they already mentioned would be great to get this movie. Um, is playing uh, Ray Barboon's character. And he really didn't say anything. Right. Uh, he, he comes back in the scene as they're looking at the gun yeah. that's falling apart. And he right. still didn't say anything. And, yeah, and they realize they're a bunch of Hollywood dumbasses yeah. who don't know, can't make a fake gun look realistic, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and Penny Marshall is there as she's the director, um, uh, and uh, Bear is there. He's a stunt man, and uh, Harry's there, uh, you know, contributing whatever. 
and they um and they slowly pull away and pull pan out and away yeah as everyone kind of leaves the set in the mm-hmm. studio and they pull out to the outside and you see these car sparks marked the parking for the, spots for the main people yeah, right uh, martin weir yeah, uh, Julie Palmer. Yeah, uh, Harvey Keitel. All the all the all the big wigs. You can have a car right there near the studio, so they just pull right up, do their work, and leave. Yeah, as opposed to all the other schlubs who got to get uh, carted yes. in or whatever. Yeah, um, and um, so there you. Uh, yeah, it's got it's got Chili Palmer, Martin Weir, Harry Zim, and Penny Marshall. It's got their names on their parking spots, and then that's the way uh, uh, that's the way it ends. And uh, we'll be back right after this. I'm talking about you, Ray Barboni, owning a piece of a major motion picture. How much of a piece is entirely up to you? What I'm saying is you could invest part of the 300 grand that Palmer owes you, or all of it. It's entirely up to you. Where's Chili Palmer? Where's Leo DeVoe? Where's my fucking money? Ray, look at me. What? Look at me, Ray. Did you just say look at you? Yeah. Look at me, Ray. I tell you what, Harry. Why don't you take a fucking look at this? And have a peek at this. You know, Harry, this is the exact fucking thing I needed. A little fucking exercise after that long fucking plane ride. You got a big problem, Harry. Harry, well, come on, Harry, don't pass out on me. Look at me, Harry. Where's my money? Where's my money? Harry, I'm going to ask you one more time, then I got to shoot you. You don't tell me what I want to know. Where's my money? Your money? Who the fuck are you? I'm Ray Barboni from Miami. Like that's supposed to mean something to me? The man you're standing on there happens to belong to me and my partner, bro. Well, this piece of shit owes me money. Hey, get in line. Yeah, but I don't like waiting in lines. Tough shit, bro. This ain't Miami. You want something? You gotta talk to me. No, 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 no. Fuck you, fuckball. I mean, L.A. is an open city, and I don't think I have to get permission from nobody for nothing. Oh, really? Well, uh, I just closed it. Well, you must be what they call, uh... One of those quick draw artists, you know, because the way you got your gun stuck way down in your belt like that. Well, what do you what do you got there, huh? WAP nine, <laughs> fucking fiat of guns, always jamming on you at the wrong time. Don't you puke on my shoes, Harry. Hey, Harry. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take this gun and put a pill in the bro over there. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why the fuck would I shoot him? The guy's already dead. But you see, Harry, the police, they have these tests tell you whether or not a guy fired a gun. And I was never here. Do you understand that, Harry? I was never here. (laughs) And if you say I was, I'm going to come back and I'm going to throw you right out of that fucking window. All right, knock it off, Harry. We haven't got a lot of time here. That's it. Okay, we're back here on the podcast talking about Get Shorty, and we're about to play uh, one of the trivia games we play here every time. And this game is called Weird Algorithm. And uh, this game is uh, it's called Weird Algorithm because um, if you go to the IMDb app, um, 
you go to a movie and the cast and you can sort. Typically, you see the list of cast in, in credit order. Occasionally, it's just alphabetical order, but usually in order the way they're built. Is this the, uh, the but, regular uh, app off the App Store or? Yeah, just regular. Play store? Yeah. Um, but you can also now sort it in order of popularity, which means the way they are currently popular right now on IMDb. So, for example, if somebody um, just came out with a movie or if they're in the news, they're being searched more. And it doesn't matter if they weren't the star of the movie. They might be the most popular person right now in that movie. So right now, um, Paul is going to try to guess uh, the answers for the movie JFK, which has an enormous cast. Uh, yes. So there are so many people. This has like the biggest all-star cast in movie history, I think, just about really, probably. Um, so how many do you want to try to guess from here? Because uh, I think we need just keep it down to five, you know. Okay. So you try to guess five and I'll tell where, where, tell you where they are ranked in popularity right now, right? Yes. Okay. So what are your guesses? Uh, okay. Uh, who was in that movie? Uh, Costner was in it. Uh, so I'll put him up top because Yellowstone's pretty hot now. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, uh, who else was in it? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones was in it. Kevin uh, Bacon was in it. Is mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Spacey in it? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think I don't so. Think he might have been. Who played Ray Cohn? Who was that guy who played Ray Cohn? Uh, um, James, not James. James. Uh, who's in Videodrome? James Woods. James Woods. Uh, wow. There, there were so many people in it, but I haven't seen the movie yeah. in such a long time. JFK's on your list, though, isn't it? No. Oh, it isn't? Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, so what did you say so far? Coster and... Uh... Coster, Woods, Bacon. Um, are there any women in that movie? No. Uh, <laughs> was Gary Oldman? Yeah, there's some women. Was Gary Oldman in that movie? Did he play uh, Lee Harvey? Yes, he did. Gary Oldman? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just going to have to go with the, the five I've named. Uh, so, Costner, Bacon, Woods, Oldman, and uh, I guess haven't actually named five, have I? Um, um, let me think. You uh, mentioned uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that is five. Is, is that one of your guesses? Yes, I'm going to go with those five. Okay. Um, let's see. Tommy Lee Jones is number eight. Uh, Kevin Bacon is number seven. Not in the top five. Yeah. Um, James Woods, I'm looking for his name. Um, was James Woods in it? I thought he was. And he did play Roy Cohn, but I think I think I think it was a different movie. <laughs> um, but uh, Kevin Costner is number one. Gary Coleman is number two. Number three, Edward Asner. Ed Asner, number three. Ed Asner, number three. Well, he's been in. Uh, he's done. I mean, he was an Elf. He's done. He's he was in Up. 
He's uh, that movie with uh, Christine Applegate, uh, Dead to Me. He, he's like one or two episodes. I did uh, like him in a. That was really yeah. Good movie. Uh, he's he's been he's played the old man in a few other and cartoons you know, too. Show. Right. Like yeah. Number four is Vincent D'Onofrio. A little surprised he's number four, um, but he's got something out right now. That's yeah. He must. Yeah. Number five is Don Sutherland. Wow. Yeah. Um, six Joe Pesci. Then you have Kevin Bacon, Tommy Lee Jones, Michael Rooker. You know. Wow. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, he was in Walking Dead for at the beginning, but I didn't know he must be doing something now. Oh, Rooker, Rooker's a uh, Gondo in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right, true, so, true, true. Number three, but even that, it would seem like it would be something even more recent to put him up this high. Uh, ever since Guardians of the Galaxy, he's right. been, I think, working very steady. So he's yeah. got something out there. Uh, John Candy, number ten. So John Candy was in that movie. Yeah, he's he's very hot right now, John Candy. <laughs> uh, you know, Laurie Metcalf. Hey, there's a woman in there. Um, you know, so. Yeah, she plays. She's in there. Martin Sheen was a, was a narrator. Um, C.C. Spacek, Brian Doyle Murray, Jack Lemmon, oh. Wayne Knight, Frank Whaley. So uh, out of the uh, five I mentioned, I got none of them in the top five. Well, uh, you had Coster and Oldman. They were in the top five? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Boom. No, so, they were one and two. So, yeah. so two out of five. This movie has the most ridiculous cast ever. Um, so the next one is... Uh, I'm going to be uh, looking at Pulp Fiction for you. Right. And uh, actually, I do have that little triangle thing. Oh, so now you can see it now? I was on the, the web page instead okay. of the, the the app. Now I'm on the app, and there okay. it is. And I have reordered my popularity for yeah. a weird algorithm. algorithm. Yeah. So, Pulp Fiction. Of course, Pulp Fiction has a crap load of really good people, but the cast is not extensively large. So you should be able to get it, I think, at least three out of five. Top five. Yeah. Okay. So um I'm gonna say um Sam Jackson. Okay. We'll say Bruce Willis. Okay. Yeah, Sam and Bruce. John Travolta. Travolta, the big three. Um Uma Thurman. Uma. And uh hmm. The fifth one, that's tough. Um, I'm going to say Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Okay, so <clears throat> you've named Christopher Walken, uh -huh. uh, Samuel Jackson, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, and Uma Thurman. Yes. Uh, four of the big five names uh -huh. for actors are in your list, plus uh, Christopher Walken had that nice small part. <clears throat> yeah. Number one, Quentin Tarantino. Ah, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Number two, yeah. Bruce Willis. Okay. Number three, Sam Jackson. Number four, John Travolta. Number five, Uma Thurman. You got four out of five. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about but, uh, Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, Walken comes in at number six. So you've got okay. five out of six. That's okay. awesome. Is uh, Harvey Keitel in that? Uh, coming up next, Bashemi, Walk, <laughs> Keitel, Stoltz, mm -hmm. Roseanne Arquette, Alexis Arquette, uh, Amanda Plummer, Ving Rames, Frank Wally. Uh, Peter Green. About the Gimp. The Zed. The Gimp on there. Uh, let's see. Phil Lamar is Marvin. Yeah, Phil Lamar's in Lost. He's in Get Shorty. Actually, the show. The show Get Shorty. Uh, 
Verona Gallagher, Petrudi, Maria de Medeiros, mm-hmm. Fabienne, mm-hmm. Julie Sweeney, Paul Calderon, Kathy Griffin. Mm-hmm. First years, Roger. You know what? He was one of the guys with Frank Whaley got killed in the mm-hmm. beginning. I'm surprised Kathy Griffin is a little higher than that, though. Well, she's, I mean, you know, she's always doing some kind of show in Bravo or something like that. Um, yeah, so uh, when I looked at this on the uh, the webpage, it literally put everyone in the order that they appeared in the movie, not credit-wise, mm-hmm. not even alphabetical. It was like, oh, wait, that's Tim Roth and Amanda Plummer and then yeah. the waitress. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really odd. Yeah. Uh, did I realize that they were in sequence of oh, yeah. in order when they the appeared. movie started? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's time to talk about who's your guy in this movie. Who's oh. your guy in Get Shorty? Hmm? Stephen Hibbert is... The Gimp? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. Uh, who's my guy in Get Shorty? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually going to go back here because I had a very specific guy to look at. Ralph Manza. I love Ralph Manza. Mm-hmm. He was oh, the older barber. barbers. Yes. Yeah. But I have seen him on things. Yeah. My, my first favorite role, I guess, was, was in Banachek on hmm. uh, the NBC yeah. mystery movies with George yeah. Papard, which was one of my favorite yeah. of those. Because uh, that was always a whodunit mystery, mm-hmm. you know, with the uh, Banachek solving the thing at the very end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, same people that created Columbo mm-hmm. created Banachek and wrote him. Yeah. Uh, Love Incident Link. Yeah. Um, and I like him in almost everything. He, he pops up somewhere. So I got to go with Ralph. Banachek. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, him. Yeah. Because he's, I've seen him in so many things. Who knows how many bit parts and sitcoms, too? Like, uh, Ferrero and Pamer. Yeah. As soon as you see them on screen, you know, you're going to have a fun little part coming up. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. this small little barber. I wish he'd had a bigger part, um, but they took it. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned Columbo, I'll have to mention before I'd say who my guy is, a good piece of trivia here that I'm sure all our loyal, loyal listeners would know already. The day Columbo premiered on TV, the very first episode was the day I was born. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, exactly. The night, the day I was born was the day Columbo premiered. So you were from the Columbo era. Yeah, exactly. That's what people call it, the Columbo era, yes. like like Jurassic period, stuff yes. like that. Um, but uh, my guy, I have to go with uh, Ray Barbone. I mean, Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. He's just, you know, I first remember him from a TV show called Crime Story, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. was uh, Michael Mann, mm-hmm. uh, very stylistic from the fifties mm-hmm. or sixties. I can't remember exactly which. Um, and he was. Uh, uh, I believe the good cop mm-hmm. and the main lead was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, interesting to see him basically change mm-hmm. and progress over the years mm-hmm. from that through all the, the gangster parts, even to uh, was it uh, what happens in Vegas with the Ashton Kutcher and, and oh, okay. Cameron Diaz. He played yeah. Cameron Diaz's boss. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's, so. he's great. He's just, and it's so great in snatch. I think he's, he was probably even better in Snatch, but, you know, he's, he's so great. Um, now it's time to talk about our villain. And before we go talk about who the villain is in this movie, uh, we're uh, going to go over the list. Uh, we pick a villain from every movie, and we rank them based on the uh, movies we've done so far. We've done about a neighborhood of 55 movies or so so far. Uh, so these are the current top 10 villains. Starting at the bottom of the list, number 10, is Jerry Lendegaard from Fargo. Buddy from Baby Driver, The Thing from The Thing, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Rick Top from Snatch, Nino Brown from New Jack City, 
uh, the Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratched from Cuckoo's Nest, the Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz, and Hannibal Lecter from The Silence of the Lambs. So who's the uh, villain in this movie? Ray Barboni. Yeah. yeah. He, right. uh, Chili Palmer's the hero. Mm-hmm. Ray Barboni's the one that tries to stop him before mm-hmm. him at every turn. Yeah. Um, uh, Bo, you could make an argument for, but Bo's really the villain in Harry Zim's story. Yeah, true. And Harry Zim gets saved because Chili Palmer comes along and inserts himself into Harry mm-hmm. Zim's story. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, this movie is Chili Palmer's story. He's mm-hmm. the hero. And Ray Barboni is his villain. Yeah. From the beginning to the end, you, they set him up as the antagonist the whole way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, now, does he make the list? Uh, the top of the list is Jerry <laughs> Lundegaard, who is not uh, the most, uh, I, I, you know, Buddy's there too. He, he could almost make this list, make an argument. Um, well, well, you agree that it's Ray Barbone? Right. I agree that he's the villain, but um, I don't think he makes our list because, you know, Jerry Lundegaard had his wife kidnapped. Yes. And she eventually got killed because she was kidnapped, and yes. and uh, and he did flee an interrogation. Right, right. He's fleeing an interrogation. Yeah, he, he's yeah. fleeing an interrogation. Right, and he deceived those nice people with the GMAC <laughs> financing. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I mean, he's Jerry Lundegaard is probably not thought of in movie terms as an evil person, but when you think about what he actually did, you're like, yeah, he's, he was kind of bad. He's <laughs> cold and cold hearted. Right, right. Um, so Ray Barbones, you know, he's not, he's not as evil as that guy early on the podcast. Certainly he would have made our list, but yeah, I, now. I, I agree. Uh, he yeah. really, uh, except for killing Ronnie mm-hmm. and framing Zim for it mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and being an all around asshole, mm-hmm. it's not that. Out of character villainous. He, right. he is a bad guy. Right. He's a but he's a funny criminal. villain too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's also very much comic relief for Chili Palmer's right. Cool, calm hero. Right. Right. So right. yeah. Yeah. Um, so where would this be on your list? Would this make your list? Would this be my top one hundred list? You know? It might be, but bump down the bottom in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a good movie. Soundtrack is very good. Mm-hmm. Characters are all personable enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I can follow the story along from the beginning to the end. I can see everything going through. It, so, mm-hmm. and it wraps it up. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just leave you hanging. Yeah. Um. So, where would this? What do you think this is this on is, my list? Well, it's definitely in your top. It's 100. Definitely my top one hundred. Yep. Mm. I don't think it's very high. Let me my list up here. Okay. So I have, of course, the list of movies. <clears throat> All right, so we've got. Uh, do I think it's high on the list or medium? I know I see a little gap in here. Where am I going to go in here? Sixty-two. Sixty-two. It is one hundred. Wow, one hundred. Found the bottom of the list. There is a couple of spaces there. Look, no one's in the one hundred spot. Yeah, right. it is the bottom of the list. It made it made my list. What? Just didn't make the list. I think we've already I've already mentioned it. I think Sling Blade is 101. Wow. I love Sling Blade. It's great. Um another one that just missed was Beetlejuice. Um that might be 102. Um 
But, uh, you know, good enough to make the list. Um, but, you know. But at the bottom? At of the very those? bottom of the list. Hello, man. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, you know, it's 100. It's I loved it when I was in theaters and still love it. But, you know, never been like, oh, it, my God. It is in your top great. 100, not your top 200. Right. Exactly. So, it's pretty good. Uh, it's time to talk about what didn't make my list. Um, in general, usually I pick one related movie. This time I'm just going to talk about other Travolta movies in general. Um, okay. We already know that uh, Pulp Fiction is on the list. Um, but, you know, Travolta made, you know, quite a few pretty good movies. I yes. mean, I liked uh, I liked Michael. Uh, I like Phenomenon. Um, you know, the original Look Who's Talking yeah, is Yeah, Michael decent. and Phenomenon. I always get those two movies kind of mixed Me up. Me too. I think they come out. They, they came out back to back. Yeah. yeah, they were like And the very supernaturalistic book. Yes. Um, and I know one's he's an angel with wings, and the other he's got these superpowers. Mm -hmm. But because of the timing and everything, I always get two. Yeah. Um, of course, Saturday Night Fever uh, was great. Um, you know, Grease, I don't love it because I'm not a woman. <laughs> but, every, but every woman loves Grease now. Everyone. But uh, what, what about the, your friend Celeste? Does she like Reese? Yes, it's a classic. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the voice of Celeste from Bat Neither. Yeah, um, or on his phone. But uh, you know, Grease is a great movie. But uh, you know, one movie that I think the best movie that does not make Travolta movie that does not make my list, I think, is um, Blowout. Oh, I would say Look Who's Talking, but you know. Well, I do like that, but you know, Blowout. Uh, blowout. I finally watched it a few months ago. Um, it's uh, um, can't think of the name now. Uh, the director of Scarface. I can't think of his name now. Oh, uh, De Palma. And De Palma, Ron, Ron De Palma movie. Very early De Palma, like right yeah. after Carrie. John Lithgow plays the bad guy, and you know he's like a Travolta is like a sound engineer for yes. Hollywood, and you know he's trying to out out trying to get capture sounds. Yes. And he accidentally captures a, uh, you know, a something, something, something. Yeah. It's very good. Now, did you ever see uh, The General's Daughter? Yeah, I did. Well, it's a pretty good whodunit. You don't yeah. really know to the end yeah. what's going on. Who's I remember liking it. It doesn't stick in my mind too much. But I, I remember it hold it. up too well. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Travolta's made some good ones, though. So. Oh, Face Off. Yeah. Yeah. Face Off. Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, time to talk about plugs. Uh, Paul, what do you have to plug? Uh, just this podcast. Mm -hmm. I understand that we're picking up more and more um, listeners around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, we seem to have a collection of people up in the Washington State area that mm -hmm. like to li listen to us, mm -hmm. people listening. Yeah. And for all of you out there who are listening, hey, uh, see if you can find someone on the continent of Antarctica, the only continent we've yeah. not broken into yet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got new listeners in uh, Oman. So, Oman, really? Assalamu alaikum. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the podcast for sure. Uh, one thing I wanted to plug because uh, we have a movie with James Gandolfini in it. I rewatched Sopranos recently. and All of it? Yeah. Still great. Still a great show. Um, the reason I wanted to do this movie now was because of uh, I watched the Get Straight TV show recently, and it is great. It is good. Oh, yeah. So watch it, folks. Yeah. But, you know, Sopranos still holds up. Still, still a great watch. Um, now it's time to talk about what we're doing next week. Uh, next week on the podcast, uh, grab a beer. Don't cost nothing. Uh, Shoplift some beer from the Food King. And remember, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way good way to go through life, son. That's but right. it could be profitable. Right. 
it's uh but next week so next week we're talking about national lampoons animal house house house. yeah Yeah, exactly uh that was one of the first songs i bought after watching the movie i'm like oh i went and bought the 45 for that Mm -hmm. bishop's animal house yeah yeah um i still love the song yeah and uh so that's what next week it's animal house on 100 movies i love 100 movies you love